Welcome to another episode of The Tragedy of Time, in which um, I am basically just voicing my um, thoughts and trying to use this as a way to vent and um, try to hopefully make some sense of the suffering. It seems uh, like a really hard thing to do lately um, as things uh, are feeling I don't I don't know how exactly to describe it because the suffering has been so great for so long, man, like but uh I would say the worst that they've ever been in ways. It's it's hard it's hard to say that because there's been times when I couldn't get off the couch though I feel like I'm reaching that level again but it, it it was like that in the beginning and then I got on medication the medication helped my symptoms helped cover the symptoms and then as time progressed um, seems like um, not manage the symptoms as well I guess or I don't know Truthfully, like, I can't believe that this is, uh, this is what uh, my life is. And, uh, I know that getting caught in self pity is not a healthy coping mechanism and it doesn't do me or anybody else any good the reason that I feel like for me I mean and this I want to talk about mental health and I want to talk about um, kind of I mean my experiences and be real about where my mind goes and um kind of try to under the psychology understand the psychology of where it goes where it does and why like because I believe in God I believe God is good I believe God is forgiving I believe Jesus died for my sins I believe that there is an eternity after this where our souls rest forever um you know i've i've shared with many people that uh my biggest concern about my health issues is 
that they kill me, that I die. Um, and you know, like, it's a possibility. Don't really know what's going on, and the, lately it's been feeling like, um, I can't even say lately though, it's been years I've been feeling like it's it could happen at any time I mean I've had better days and um, better periods of time like last summer things were pretty good or last spring I should say like I was sober for the longest I'd been in a long time. Well, at least I hadn't been drinking. Um, still, I'd been taking some medications, but like I still take medications. Uh, like my ability to exercise was still pretty, pretty good. Like I was, I was suffering, but like I don't know. It's crazy. How much things have changed in the past year. And I'm just like, things are so bad. So, like, my belief is like, things, things can only get so bad before the medical system addresses something, sees something, and maybe can do something about the issues or at least acknowledge that there's something really wrong so I don't just feel like I'm an absolute lunatic like I know that I'm I know that I am a little bit crazy I know that I have um, some mental health issues um, but I also know my body better than anybody else and I know that something is um, very not right And it sucks when things are really bad going to the emergency. Just, I, I I haven't really been treated that rude while I've been in emergency, but, and you know what, I do not blame the doctors or the medical staff or anybody that's looked after me throughout my life, especially considering um, I ended up in the hospital plenty of times due to my addiction. Why they'd be frustrated at dealing with me. And, um, after the last time that I was in the hospital, which I was sure that I was going to die, among many other times, but, like, I had an episode that was so bad, I was terrified, and um, and then I found out that the doctor wrote writ, written a note that I shouldn't, I need to, I like I don't need tests anymore. Like this, like it's ridiculous that I keep getting tests, and I feel like it's a little ridiculous too in a sense. I mean, I'm I've had almost every tests I can possibly have um, some of them plenty of 
many of many of times um, if nothing shows up and uh, it's got me got me feeling pretty hopeless and it's not like I didn't put myself in the situation like yeah you play stupid games you win stupid prizes um, you feed into a drug and alcohol addiction you're not there's not good things that are going to come from that the thing is for everybody the consequences seem to be different um, depending on age depending on what drugs what substance you use but sometimes it, it's it's always you're always gambling with your life you're always gambling with your physical health your mental health um, you're gambling with you're gambling with your potential anytime that you decide when when you have an addiction um, I'm not I'm not talking to somebody who's a social drinker who has one or two beers every few weeks I'm I'm talking to addicts here like every time you use a substance that you know you have a problem with you're risking everything everything that you've ever hoped for everything that you've ever dreamed of achieving like it's not even just the hopes and dreams it's even living a, a half decent normal life it can all come shattering in a minute because you choose the addiction over what you know is right and i i'm not saying um addicts don't really have a like, like they're not at fault for having an addiction like some people just really don't feel comfortable in their skin and they find alcohol or drugs and it just it reacts different with them like it it, it actually reacts differently in the brain but what what it is an addict's jobs to job to do is recognize that you have an issue and then do something about it get recovery get help um, get help from people in the community get help from resources treatment centers detox centers get help from god i mean god's the number one that's gonna help you I promise you that and maybe you don't ha under don't know what that means to you and you're not on board with religion. I don't even know that I'm on board with religion. Well, I I'm not cuz I I'm, my perception of religion is rules rules that you try to follow to attain a level of righteousness. That's not what I believe. I believe in relationship and faith in God. Um and once you have that relationship, you desire to change things about your life to be a better version of yourself. 
you know I've achieved that at times in my life and I mean even on to some degree I'm still trying to be a better version of who I am I'm just not the greatest version of who I could be by any means and I've let my physical health issues almost define me in a sense and and I've used them as an excuse at times to not do what I should be doing now to the people looking outside of my life that um my cl- my close family the people that really know what's going on in my life like I'm sure they would think that means and maybe to some degree in the past it did I don't know like I think I've always underestimated what I'm capable of just not feeling like I'm good enough and like I, I that's something that I struggled with for a long time but I would still do things like I would still even though I'd never felt good enough even when I had my health a hundred percent and I was like a, a machine like I was able to physically push my body to crazy crazy extremes that other people just would not be able to do um, just due to my dedication to martial arts training and like the conditioning of my body like and how hard I actually work like looking back on it when I was younger I was like pretty damn good employee to have like um but once my health was drastically affected it shattered all the confidence that I had because my whole life what I was good at was doing things with my body and it all relied on me having good health and now and and then that was taken away and I've been able to work for periods but then also not um and lately not so much I mean I've I've like I want I want nothing more than to be able to go back and appreciate my life before I went out and destroyed it um, through my drug and alcohol use but uh, sometimes that's just not the way it pans out and it might sound like a really like I'm not try- I'm not trying to throw myself a pity party. I'm just I'm really worried about the fate of my life. And I'm worried that I have not done enough to help these people that are struggling with addiction. I reach out to some of my friends sometimes and um who I know are still in it and there's been times when I felt like I should say something or pray 
over a certain um, individual who's struggling with an addiction and and I've I take the coward's way out and say I'll do it later I'll do it another time and then I never do it and um, and then sometimes later on those people that I felt like I was supposed to reach out to end up passing away and dying and that's um that's heavy like I don't put that all on me because I know there's a lot of factors involved when somebody passes away from an addiction but man I also can see where I could have done more and I've been told that's playing God um and to a degree, I guess you could say it is, but a person knows when they're aligned with God's will and you're doing things to help others and when you're not. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe just we never know the full weight of what we do to tr- like of of maybe the words we can we say can have on somebody and maybe maybe I maybe I'm a, I am too hard on myself to a degree maybe I've helped more people than than I know but I I feel like I've maybe planted the seed and for a lot of people who are struggling but a lot of those people are still destroying their lives and I'm trying to tell them like man like trust me trust me like um, like they they still have their health they still have their physical health a lot of them still have their physical health to some degree they have their mental health I mean addiction takes your mental health and I mean and it takes your physical health but it's like they don't have the long-term repercussions that I'm currently dealing with and I'm like please man please please quit like because I don't want you to go through this like please like I'm 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 at the point where I'm feeling so ill that I don't know how much time I've got so I'm just like I'm messaging some of these people and I'm like trying to plead with them like beg them almost like don't go don't continue to go down that road please get help like but they're just so in bondage and I I understand it's like as addicts we have to come to the realization ourselves other people's words can maybe have some impact but like and I've like I've pled with and and you know what maybe not maybe what I should be doing more is praying for these people and I'm not to say I've never prayed for these people but I try to plead with them and I try to use my words to, which I do think I have a responsibility to do, to try to help these people that are still in addiction. Um, But I think more than anything, I probably should be praying deeply for them and because it's God that's going to get them out of it. It's not, it's not me. It's not my words. It's not. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, God works in all sorts of ways, but I'm, I guess one of the biggest things that I'm terrified of is that 
I'll die and that my life won't have had a positive impact on this earth. That I won't have helped the people struggling with addiction and mental health the way that I wanted to. That I'll die and it'll be too late. And uh, I won't be able to inspire those people the way that I wanted to inspire them to change and and I I mean that's I, I don't want that and I do worry about the state of my soul like I talk to a lot of my family and they kind of brush off the concept of death like well, you know, like you believe in you believe in God, like you're gonna be okay. It's kind of like what um, is what most people that I present with the uh, idea that I'm so terrified of death. It's it's how they try to make me feel better about it. But it's like yes, yes, I do believe in God. I believe there's good and I believe there's evil and I've indulged so deeply in the evil knowing how evil it was and knowing that God existed that whole time yet I continued doing what I was doing and only really stopped because my health was at such a drastic point that I didn't want to die and and I did not want to die that way I didn't want to die using drugs and alcohol like eh. so it's like it, it's hard for me to like believe like that it's all good now that I'm like doing better like I guess if I was doing like amazing with my spirituality which is obviously something I need to be really pressing into right now because I needed I need faith more than ever right now and um you know I've been praying a bit and reading my word a bit and um going to meetings and trying to do positive things but I feel so desperate and I'm not pushing in and meeting that desperation that I'm feeling I'm not I'm not pushing into my relationship with God to that level of desperation that I actually feel. And I think that's what I need to do. And I don't know why. I guess it's because like I'm just hoping that I have more time and that I will get to get close real close with God, but and that and like I got this idea that God will give me enough time to get close to him which I believe he has done in a lot of ways because I probably shouldn't be here by all rights by the things that I've done to myself through uh, drinking and drugs and and um, the fact that I'm still here is a miracle and, and, and don't get me wrong I am thankful for every day no matter how much suffering it involves no matter how much pain I'm in and how much confusion confusion and terror and agony and every, every other emotion that 
at times overwhelms me and feels like it's dragging me to the ground. I will not quit fighting until I have no option but to quit fighting. Until my body completely shuts down and is and I and I and I have but even if my if I get to a point where my body shutting down like I am going to give everything I've got to keep fighting because no matter how much chaos and how much suffering I'm going through I constantly ask God like what am I supposed to be doing like do what am I is there a doctor I'm supposed to be seeing is there um is there something is there something that I'm missing and I I don't know I just feel like the only thing that I keep hearing is to keep fighting like keep fighting keep fighting and that's all that I can really feel like is being told to me and and at times I feel like I'm not fighting um you know like at times I'm when I'm just so depressed that all I do is get up and try to play video games for a few hours and listen to a podcast and it's like I'm just trying to survive through the day. I mean, I am fighting in a sense because I feel like I'm fighting, but I feel like I'm just fighting to get through the day, to sleep, to get to the next day, to hopefully, hopefully finding health instead of in those times of pain, suffering, distress, still trying to make my life still trying to be like a servant of God no matter what my situation is like it's like I'm trying to wait until it's on my terms when things are good for me and at the end of the day there's always going to be reasons to not serve God like our flesh I think it can always we can always come up with things of why we don't want to of fear of people and what they're gonna think or um, I'm not feeling good in this way and physically I'm feeling really rough mentally I'm not in a good place but you know what when you when you put all of that aside and you just do what you feel you're supposed to do and help the people and talk to the people talk to people the way that you feel like you're supposed to talk to people the way that God is t directing you you usually find that you have some kind of results I know for myself like one example of this that happened oh I'm trying to think maybe it was maybe it was eight months ago I'm just maybe it was longer I my uh I I don't know but I went to a church that I've gone to um called the Prayer House and you know I'm always a believer but I'm not always I don't always seem like I'm a believer, I guess, based off of the way that I'm living my life. Um, you know, not spending time in the Word, not spending time in prayer, not not going out of my way to, like, I've talked about it all before, not going out of my way to pray for somebody when I feel like God is telling me to pray for, like, there's times, uh, honestly, when I'm at least somewhat close to God, every time I see somebody with an injury, like a messed up knee or a messed up back or shoulder, I feel like it's, it, I feel like every Christian that believes 
that there's healing today, which there is, whether you believe it or not, like, we should be praying for people on the regular because God heals, like, there's this, there's this, um, there's this pastor named Todd White, and he's just, like, a radical evangelist, um, Todd White and Dan Moeller, look them up on YouTube, they've got a lot of content, some will say it's fake or whatever, but, like, these guys are not, they're not fake, like, they're, they're as real as it gets, and, um, I totally believe God heals through us if we have faith and step out, and, like, there's times I want to pray for someone's messed up knee or messed up back or messed up, and I'm like, well, what are they going to think of me, or, like, you know, just stupid little things, and I don't listen to him, even though, and sometimes I'm like, sometimes I don't even know that he's necessarily talking to me to do it, but I know that I just should be doing it because it's in the word and I should just be doing it because I should be trying it. Like, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to get healed, but what if they do and what would that do to them and their faith and their life? Like, it could radically change them so much. I'm robbing people by not doing what God's telling me to do. But um, an example of when I did listen was in church and my cousin um, was coming. Uh, my cousin Danielle was coming for the first time. And um, I just, I had a perception. And she'd kind of been asking about church a little bit beforehand. Um, and about God a little bit asking my stepmom about things and she decided to come to a service and I remember during that whole service I was I was so caught up in what she was thinking I was like oh man what is she thinking about the service like oh does she every everything that I deemed is because it was a little bit of a I guess a harsh message, a message of truth though, like it wasn't like um, a message that I would say was bad, I think it was good, but it just seemed like it was maybe one that wouldn't be so easily digestible for somebody just coming into a church for the first time, and so the whole time I was just, I honestly, I let fear just completely bound me and cripple me, and and I didn't even want to look over at her because I felt almost so much shame thinking what what she'd be thinking about our family and just just like how I let my mind go to these places is to these extremes is it's so unwarranted and um they had kind of an altar call at the end. Does If anyone feels like God is telling them to come up to the front and needs prayer, if anybody's not um, not accepted God into their life and they would like to, like um, any of that, like just come up and talk to somebody. And I felt in my heart that I should go. And, um, and I kind of briefly thought like if I went, but I, I didn't really think about this too much, but I thought about, like, if I'd went, maybe it would encourage uh, my cousin to go up if if I went up. I kind of thought about that a little bit, but I was, like, I was more like, I feel like I need prayer. 
I would like to go up, but I felt like, man, like, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of honestly embarrassing to admit this, that I felt this way when I say I believe in God the way I do. It's like just letting the idea of what my cousin might think about me just like, like she might just think I'm totally whatever, you know, like, I don't know, just totally blowing things out of proportion, which I do tend to do often. And, um, I was, I was so filled with fear, like so much fear. Like I did not want to go up. Like I fought with almost everything within me and I just decided I have to go up, went up, talked to a spiritual leader who I really respect and he prayed for me and um and I just felt so much peace as he laid hands on me and prayed for me this was pre-covid um I think but even if it wasn't whatever (laughs) it was like what um he prayed for me and I just felt this peace that was like I'd been missing for so long and I was like oh yeah I forgot how good God was and then when that was happening I saw from the corner of my eye um that my cousin had went up for prayer and and she just said it it was the best experience she'd ever had in her life and like she like dedicated her life to God like I she's like pretty open about it like I I hope that that's okay to share like I feel like I'm it is okay to share because um because she is open about it with like otherwise I wouldn't share that if I felt like it was something she didn't want to like to talk about or whatever or to be talked about but um and um you know just out of the times when I do listen there's always an, a reward but I just the times I don't listen far away the times that I do listen so then I'm like all twisted up like it's not even <laughs> like like the times I listen to the times I don't listen I don't listen far more than I listen so when it is my time and if it is soon then I face God and I say like he might give me a well it was good these couple times you did listen but what about those thousands and thousands of thousands of times you didn't listen you know and I'm like worried about and not just the times I didn't listen but the times that I knowingly knowing what evil was went and did the evil paid some form of a consequence and then went and did it again anyways over and over and over and over and over and over for years like and then one day I decide I'm gonna try to not do those things and everything's all good it's just as hard for me to wrap my mind around Yet, if it was somebody else who was telling me the same story, telling me everything they'd done and 
that they're struggling and they feel like they're still coming up short and you know I would be like don't be so hard on yourself because God loves you and the fact that you want to have a relationship with God and the fact that like you believe and that you are you're trying to do better even though it's maybe not at the rate that it should be or maybe it's not at the rate that it could be like you're still you're still making progress and you're still trying and we're all human and we're all gonna be stuck in some form of sin in one way or another but the more you put in the more you are going to get out so I would say put more in so you're more filled with faith so you don't have to battle that fear so much because it's affecting you in this life and it's affecting the way that you're going to be able to impact people thinking that you're not good enough and that like that's not what God wants for you he doesn't want you to feel like you're not good enough like because he wouldn't have created you if you weren't good enough and he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for your sins if your sins weren't redeemed like forgivable you know um but I would say that there's consequences to our actions sometimes, but that doesn't mean that we're not forgiven for the things we've done. It just means we have to live with the consequences from the things that we've done. So I guess I should apply that to myself. Not I guess, but I should apply that to myself. I don't know, like, near-death experiences always fascinate me. I, um, it's wild, it's wild, but uh, many of them are the same, like, not the same, but a lot of them seem to be very positive um a peace that they experience some kind of some kind of um sense from your ancestors some kind of like sense of a connection from your ancestors um some say what they see they they deem as what they would have called what they would call heaven um colors that they've never seen before um and just an, an overwhelming sense of peace. And more often than not, that seems to be the case of what a person's near-death experiences seem to be like. But then I've also heard, heard the near-death experiences um, that are sounding similar to those of um, what would almost be preached in a sermon of hell. Um a darkness, um, a, 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 like a, yeah, I, I don't know, like, I don't even like to talk about it because it terrifies me so much, but I've found a lot of people that have the near-death experience of hell 
were people that had overdosed. And uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. And I'm also not saying that anybody that everybody that's overdosed is in hell or anything like that. But I think it's like a warning from God, like that in some way or another, this is going to lead to some form of hell, whether it's more hell on earth or or hell in the afterlife. I don't know. And what that hell in the afterlife might be, I don't know. Like I I I question is there is there um I I guess I believe that there's some form of hell that could that could be afterlife um I I believe there's forms of hell on this earth yeah I would like to believe that there's no form of hell in the in the afterlife for anybody, um, but I I think of the extreme examples um, of people like I I guess the common one would be like Hitler. It's like hard to believe that that man would go to a place of peace for eternity, and you. I don't know, man. Like, I guess, like, at the end of the day, those are these are things we just don't know. I at the end of the day, too, I just know that the only judge is God. It's like that's that's whose hands it's in, and I know that God hasn't. Every good characteristic that there is, God has. So I have faith in that. But it's also absolutely terrifying that the soul, our our souls, our eternal vessel is in the hands of anything is terrifying. And like I and like I've shared the near death experience that I had where I felt my soul was ripped up. I came to God, and I knew that what I was doing was wrong with the drugs and alcohol. Ripped back down into my body, and I but I still did a lot of partying and drugs after that. But that that experience, like I'll never, I'll never, like I'll never discredit that as that was an encounter that I had with God. Um, and it was not a peaceful, pleasant, um, wasn't like a peace, it was like a terrifying, like, oh my gosh, this is judgment day moment, and then it was like, it's not my time, and I, which I was so thankful for, but it's like, what have I done since then to really really make a difference and really try to help help people and help and just grow my relationship to God I mean 
it's just been so up and down like a roller coaster and I just want it to be steady constantly consistent and going up which it was at one point in my life um and I would encourage you if you are in a place where things are good with God don't go back don't not listen to your soul and and if you're in, if you're in a place where you're like not you're not feeling that peace that God um and maybe you've never even felt that like what I I, I believe that's the like Holy Spirit um that fills us with peace and love and joy and all that good stuff if you're if you're not feeling that and you do believe in God I would challenge you to like try to figure out why that is and really seek that again because um it's he it's so real and it's so available to every human being who who has faith in faith in Jesus and who who wants that and I who wouldn't want that it's so much better than anything this world has to offer I can promise you because I have tried everything that this world has to offer like like um the all these sins that are supposed to give you pleasure um some people don't call them all sins some people just call them decisions I guess um but I found pleasure in so many different forms of sin. And, uh, yeah, I found pleasure. But it's a temporary pleasure that is always fleeting. And it always leaves you more empty than it did before. The difference between that and the pleasure you seek with God is it fills you with there's there's no there's no emptiness after there's no guilt after there's no there's no um questioning is this right you just know from the core of your soul that it is right and Nothing on this earth can even compare. And and but and and as it leaves you satisfied and filled with peace, you have a desire to have more and more and more, and and you can have more. You know. I mean, you have to dedicate time. You got to dedicate. Um, it's like anything else in this world. It's like if you want to get jacked at the gym, you got to put the time in. You want to get jacked in your soul, you got to put the time in. And however, however far you're willing to go with God, He'll He'll take you. He will. And it's so good. Man, like it's so good, and it's for everybody at any time. And it starts with Jesus, and it and it starts with a commitment to Him uh, as your Savior, and 
in a relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Now those are, I guess, are religious terms that uh, might you might need to do like a little bit of research of what that all all that means, or ask a pastor. Or, um, but at least that, from my experiences, that has been my. That is where I've found my peace, my joy, my love, my my ecstasy that wasn't ecstasy. And what I mean by that is ecstasy without popping the pills, which I definitely did. And uh, yeah, it felt good for a little bit, but it was never um, never good the next day. And... A couple of those times I didn't think I was going to make it out alive. You don't ever have to worry about that when you're encountering God. Or um, or the idea of death. Like You realize when you're close with God and you're filled with His Spirit that death is only going to be more of that. So it really is more of an excitement than it is um than it is a a fear I guess now I'm not saying that to like try to promote death uh, I, I hope that's not what it sounds like I'm just saying when you are close enough to God you have to be there to understand exactly what I'm what I'm trying to say but until just get close to God and and you'll understand but it really is for anybody hmm I I was thinking about getting into everything that's going on with all the COVID stuff, but I think I'm gonna leave that out. Um, I will tell you that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it out. I don't feel the talk about that right now I just feel like the spiritual stuff and is where I'm going to leave it I just want to thank you for listening Um, again I'm mostly making these to try to vent and to try to hopefully make some sense of this suffering and this might sound a little bit morbid but uh, if I die to maybe have something to go back into and uh, maybe maybe help some other human beings who are suffering the way that I've suffered or stop some humans from suffering 
the way that I've suffered. I hope that uh, that is the case. And um, I love you. And I'm just going to say a prayer to end it. Um, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for every heartbeat. I thank you for every breath. I thank you that I'm still alive and that no matter how long we are alive, we have purpose. It doesn't matter who we are or where we are in life, no matter no matter where we are, we, we have purpose and we have potential and we have influence and we have the ability to make change in this world for the better. God, I just ask that you would help me and anybody that's listening to this and is anybody in general. Right now, we're in a world that's filled with changing times and I ask that you would give strength and wisdom to people to rise up to be who you've called them to be and no matter what times are coming ahead God that good will prevail and that you will be with your people until the end. I love you. I pray specifically for those who are struggling with addiction and mental health, God, that through this prayer, maybe through this podcast, maybe through an interaction that I have with them through my words, maybe through my actions of going to meetings, maybe some some way, somehow, you would you would get to them um, and you know who I'm praying about I'm not going to speak their names um, over this podcast but God you know who I'm th- who I'm thinking about and and there's plenty of others that I'm not thinking about that are just as important God and I ask that you would help them to keep fighting the good fight and um, those who are on the road to recovery, that you would continue to give them strength, God. And those who aren't, you would inspire them to restart that journey or start that journey for the first time. Because their souls are so precious, their lives are so precious. And God, I just pray that you would help reveal that preciousness to them. I thank you for your love. Uh, I just pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.